Inside a small pediatric clinic located in one of the poorest sections of Buffalo, seven-year-old asthmatic Victor Small sits with his mother, Latika. The hood on his winter coat is pulled over his head. As he fidgets with his black skeleton gloves, he begins to talk about what it's like when he has trouble breathing. Something is wrong with my smelling. As best as he can, he says there's something wrong with his smelling or when he inhales. He and his mother are in the process of reviewing an asthma treatment plan with registered nurse Julie Cicero. She points out the inhalers Victor needs. So your yellow zone, this is where, um, this is your caution zone, and this is where um, you're actually having symptoms. So if he's coughing. The blue one. That's right, that's your blue one, exactly. So he's, he's coughing, he's wheezing, tight chest, problems sleeping, playing. That's his albuterol, that's his blue one. And we're going to write that down, blue. And that's when the orange one. See, you are very smart, you know. But his mother says Victor isn't always cooperative. He don't like taking medicine. He don't like to listen. He thinks everything is a joke until he's noticed that he can't breathe or something. And she's right. It's not a joke. Victor lives near a six-lane highway that runs between downtown Buffalo and the suburbs. Children in some neighborhoods along the Kensington Expressway have the city's highest rates of asthma-related emergency department visits. The U.S. EPA links asthma and other respiratory diseases to a chemical compound called nitrogen dioxide, or NO2. It's a gas byproduct emitted from vehicles. And it's a burden for minority groups across America. Air pollution is not distributed at random, um, and it tends to be higher in some locations than, than others, and, and those higher concentration locations tend to correlate, uh, on average, with higher populations of minority groups. That's Julian Marshall, a University of Washington professor and co-author of a report on NO2 emissions. We've talked with urban planners, and what they tell us is that cities in the United States are segregated. They're significantly segregated, especially by race. And so I think the results that we're seeing here are that same attribute viewed through the lens of air pollution. While levels dropped nationwide from 2000 to 2010, exposures for minorities were still 37 percent higher than for whites. This disparity was especially high in states like New York, Michigan, and Ohio. Well, because we're Rust Belt. It's a cheap shot, actually, but we are Rust Belt. Dr. Stanley Schwartz sees a lot of asthma patients as the head of the allergy department at the University at Buffalo. As cities like Detroit, Cleveland, Milwaukee, and Buffalo lost manufacturing jobs, some neighborhoods crumbled, he says. So air pollution, lack of um, uh, good sanitary conditions in inner cities, all contribute to why you may see a disparity. And just, you know, who lives in the inner city? I mean, it, it, usually it's underserved minority individuals. So that goes hand in glove. So what can be done to address these persistent disparities? Marshall says one goal is clear. We're not going to get everyone to just sort of pick up and move randomly. And, and I don't think we need to. I don't think that's really the goal. The main finding here is when you clean the air, everybody benefits. And that means, he says, the nation should continue its push to reduce air pollution. For Great Lakes Today, this is Angelica Morrison.